Hola and welcome to Catholic View. I'm Sheila Pirsch. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. Being a Thursday, we usually look at a woman in our feature. So to do that today, we'll be taking a look at Our Lady of Fatima celebrations that will be taking place right here in the Archdiocese of Johannesburg on Saturday, May 13th. But first, I bring you up to date with some of the stories that have made headlines in the Catholic Church and in Africa today. So do stay tuned. Hi, I'm Archbishop Peter Wells, Apostolic Nuncio. Thank you for listening to Radio Veritas, the good news for a change. In your headlines this Thursday evening, Catholics worldwide ready for Fatima Centenary Celebration. Pope Francis sends video message ahead of Fatima pilgrimage. And we take a brief look at news from Africa. Good evening once again, I'm Sheila Pirish. This weekend is very special for the Catholic Church worldwide. Pope Francis will be in Fatima, Portugal from May 12 to 13 to mark 100 years of the first Marian apparitions. Mary first appeared to three shepherd children, Lucia dos Santos and her cousins Francisco and Jacinta Marto, on May 13, 1970. Pope Francis will celebrate the centenary with a mass on May 13, Saturday, in the square in front of the Fatima Shrine, during which he will also declare Jacinta and Francisco saints. The Sanctuary of Fatima has become one of the most popular Marian shrines in the world. In a video message to the people of Portugal, Pope Francis said he would visit Fatima as a pilgrim of peace and to entrust the world to Mary's Immaculate Heart. Here is Vatican Radio, Sean Patrick Lovett. In a video message released just two days before his journey, Pope Francis says, Hours from my pilgrimage to Our Lady of Fatima, I find myself in a state of joyful expectation for our upcoming encounter at the House of the Mother. In his message, Pope Francis also says he is entrusting all Portuguese faithful to Our Lady, asking her to whisper into the ears of each one of them and ensure them that her Immaculate Heart is a refuge and a path leading them to God. With Mary, I come as pilgrim in hope and in peace, as in the logo of this pilgrimage, Pope Francis says, expressing his joy to learn of the intense preparations taking place in view of this blessed moment, as he calls it. Inviting all faithful to open their hearts to be able to receive God's gifts, the Pope thanks all faithful for their prayers for him, saying he is in need of them as he too is a sinner amongst sinners. In God's name, he says, I come to you with the joy of sharing the gospel of hope and peace. May the Lord bless you and Our Lady protect you. The canonization mass of the two little shepherds, Jacinta and Francisco, will be the highlight of Pope Francis' visit to Fatima. To find out more about the Portuguese devotion to Our Lady of Fatima and how they view the upcoming papal visit, Vatican Radio's Susie Hodges spoke to Monsignor Duarte da Cunha from Portugal, who now works as the Secretary General of the Council of European Bishops' Conferences. I think it's very, very strong for different reasons. I think 
All Portuguese are very proud of the fact that Our Lady appeared in Fatima, but also all of us have something, some family story, some personal event that uh, has Fatima connections, and it is difficult to find a Portuguese who has not uh, been there. Even when our faith or the faith of uh, our people are not so strong, I think Fatima has always this presence of the tenderness of the mother. So I'd say almost every house in Portugal has uh, some connection with Fatima. Of course, nowadays, things are a little bit different. There is a colonization also there. But nevertheless, people go to Fatima, people love Fatima. What are the main expectations surrounding the papal pilgrimage to Fatima, coming as it does, of course, on the centenary of the date of the first apparition? Well, we see that the connection of these three facts is very, very important. The 100 years of the apparitions, and this is a long story, and it's, everyone is preparing for this. The image of Our Lady pilgrimage image has passed over all parish in Portugal and schools, Catholic schools and hospitals. So there was a huge preparation, and so the centenary is very, very important. Now, Connected with the Pope visit, this is also growing even more the, the expectations. And now the annunciation of the canonization of the three, of the two Jacinta and Franciscus. I think the connection of these three events are really engaging Portugal at all, all the levels, even when the government is not at all Catholic. Meanwhile, Catholics in Asian countries such as South Korea will join the prayer service and reflect on the message of Our Lady of Fatima, given the current military tensions on the Korean Peninsula. Dr. Celio Diaz of World Apostolate of Fatima in Goa, India, says Catholics there have a great devotion to Our Lady of Fatima. We are privileged to be in the centenary of the Fatima apparitions. About 40 dioceses have priests appointed by the local bishop as spiritual advisors who carry out the mission in their diocese. Devotion to Our Lady of Fatima is definitely present in almost all dioceses in India. At the end of his homily on May 13, 2010 at Fatima, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI mentioned, May the seven years which separate us from the centenary of the apparitions hasten the fulfillment of the prophecy of the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. We simply try to fulfill the desires of the Immaculate Heart of Mary made almost 100 years ago by sending handouts, WhatsApp messages, videos and emails to all Indian bishops and many priests, religious and lay, focusing on these eight points. 1. Communion of Reparation on the First Saturdays, which is the forgotten message. 2. Act of consecration or entrustment to God through the Immaculate Heart of Mary using the brown scapular as a sign of this consecration. 3. Public meditation of the Holy Rosary and procession with the Most Blessed Sacrament or with the Statue of Our Lady on feast days. Also included here is the statue visitation to dioceses and parishes. 4. Reparatory adoration taught to the shepherd children for the triumph of good over evil in groups, especially children and youth or anyone. 5. Fatima Centenary Year Mini Congress or Presentation in Parish, Dinary, Community or Diocese consisting of Holy Mass, Fatima Reparatory Adoration, Rosary and Short Presentations on the Fatima Story 
the centenary celebrations and divine mercy a total of 4 hours with send material to help organize totally last year i personally been to 10 dioceses six diocesan celebration of the father mama apparitions on 13 may or 13 october 2017 at the cathedral or central place with preparatory adoration and presentations movie holy mass and procession with rosary to be presided by the bishop etc 7 plenary indulgence is granted by the mandate of pope francis to be gained during the jubilee year under the usual conditions 8 online fatima formation platforms here we send on social media like email and whatsapp fatima presentations on various topics like the fatima story first saturday etc and in the philippines asia's most catholic nation an old year pilgrimage with the image of our lady of fatima is circulating the different dioceses of the country as mr reynold fernandez andales the national president of waf in the country explains last january 29 we had our official launching of the centenary celebration here in the philippines in valenzuela metro manila wherein we crowned our official image for the centenary and to be used also for visiting the different archdioceses all over the country and we are almost half the number of dioceses we have visited here in the philippines very in time for the may 13 celebration also through the catholic bishop conference of the philippines we connected everything to our local bishops the cbcp has appointed the liaison bishop for the centenary celebration in person of bishop uh, guillermo fabli the bishop of dicos and he prepared a whole year celebration for the centenary with different activities like congresses conventions uh, visitations marian exhibits and so on and so forth we have a lot of things to do as also we had also the simultaneous activities especially on the May 13 until October 13 Fatima pilgrim services have confirmed 1700 media accreditations to cover the centenary celebrations of which 1300 journalists are from Portugal and 400 from the rest of the world including journalists traveling with Pope Francis About 45,000 pilgrims on foot are already on their way to the sanctuary of Fatima. Moving on to African news, South African Deputy President Cyril Ramaphosa speaking in his role as Southern African Development Community SADC facilitator says Lesotho is ready to hold a snap election next month. King Letsia III dissolved parliament in March after Prime Minister Pakalita Mosisili lost a non-confidence vote. His support base was weakened by a string of defections from his coalition government. The election scheduled for 3rd June is the second snap poll in three years. 
Zambia's president Edgar Lungu has called for an out-of-court settlement with First Quantum Minerals, which is being sued for $1.4 billion by a state-owned firm, said the presidency. First Quantum asked a Zambian court in February to discuss the suit from Zambian Consolidated Copper Mines Investment Holdings, which is 77% state-owned and holds minority stakes in most of the country's copper mines. Zambia is Africa's second largest copper producer and differences with mining companies over Texas electricity prices, environmental concerns and labor matters often arise. President Jacob Zuma, together with six ministers, are in Tanzania to strengthen bilateral relations with South Africa. The president will co-chair the launch of the Binational Commission with his Tanzanian counterpart, John Magufuli. The two heads of state will hold talks on issues ranging from trade to peace and security. Over 150 South African companies are currently doing business in Tanzania. The UN Secretary-General has called for an investigation into Monday's deadly attack on peacekeepers in the Central African Republic, CAR. Four blue helmets were killed when armed men ambushed their convoy near the village of Yogofongo, located near the border with the Democratic Republic of the Congo, DRC. Ten others were evacuated to the Central African Republic, Bangui, while one peacekeeper is still missing. In a statement issued late on Tuesday, UN Chief Antonio Guterres strongly condemned the attack, underlining that such incidents may constitute a war crime. He urged the authorities in the CAR to investigate the incident and to swiftly bring the perpetrators to justice. Meanwhile, the president of the UN General Assembly, Peter Thompson, arrived in the CAR on Wednesday. I'm here in Central Africa to spread the word on the Sustainable Development Goals, but I'm also here to show solidarity with our United Nations people on the ground, particularly our peacekeepers. I think you will uh, hear from me uh, those uh, strong messages on uh, sustainable development and uh, on the uh, solidarity that we have with what the UN mission is here. Uh, the United Nations is here to help uh, with the recovery of Central Africa and uh, I'm here to uh, underline that uh, role that the United Nations has here. A concerted international response to Somalia's drought, which has displaced around 680,000 since last November, is a top priority going into a major conference on the Horn of Africa country, which started on Thursday in London. That's according to the head of the UN SOM, the UN Assistant Mission in Somalia, Michael Keating. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres is also in the UK capital to attend the Somalia conference. Speaking beforehand, Mr. Keating outlined the wide-ranging agenda, which will bring together heads of state and ministers from across East Africa together with international organizations. The objective is to provide an opportunity for the new government of Somalia to set out its priorities and then therefore to be a discussion about the partnership that needs to happen between Somalia and the international community in a number of areas. And those areas include not just drought response, which is the top priority at the moment, but also trying to invest in the economic future of the country so that we don't have another drought. 
And finally, on a health note, Japan has been praised by the head of the UN Food and Agriculture Organization, FAO, as a global model for healthy diets. Dian Pen reports from the UN in New York. The commendation by FAO Director General Jose Graziano da Silva came during his visit to the country on Wednesday. Mr. Graziano da Silva noted that Japan's healthy and unique food culture includes many vegetables, fruits, and fish. He said the country has the lowest rate of obesity among developed nations, below 4%. The FAO chief also cited a set of skills, knowledge, and traditions relating to the preparation and consumption of food known as washoku. It's based on respect for nature and the use of fresh, seasonally available, low-fat ingredients, which combined represent a well-balanced diet. Mr. Graziano da Silva also announced the appointment of two FAO National Goodwill Ambassadors for Japan, a television news anchor, and a celebrated chef. And that was a look at some of the stories that made headlines in the Catholic Church and in Africa today. You're still listening to Catholic View on Radio Veritas 5.76 AM, otherwise on 8.70 DSTV Audio Bouquet, and of course online. Simply log on to our website, radioveritas.co.za. Time now for our feature program. Today, we dedicate it to Our Lady of Fatima. As you've heard in this program, this coming weekend is very special for the Catholic Church worldwide. Pope Francis will be in Fatima, Portugal from Friday, May 12th to Saturday, May 13th to mark 100 years of the first Marian apparitions in that country. Mary is said to have appeared to three shepherd children, Lucia dos Santos and her cousins Francisco and Jacinta Martu, six times each month on the same day, starting on May 13, 1917. Now, the Archdiocese of Johannesburg has organized a grand celebration to take place at the Cathedral of Christ the King on Saturday, May 13th in the morning, starting at 8 a.m., now, later in the evening on that same day, the Malvern Parish will also have their annual Fatima pilgrimage. Now, to find out more about this pilgrimage, I spoke to many defrators. As you know by now, I'm a radio very in a great, um, great medium of advertising our important pilgrimage. For many years now, we've been doing a, a Fatima pilgrimage on foot from the Malvern Parish, Malvern East Parish, to the Shunkar Shrine where we walk with the, um, with the statue of Our Lady uh, for about, it's about four kilometers um, uh, every, every, either celebrating every May the apparitions of Fatima. But can I just, before we continue, you introduced, uh, introduced us uh, by saying that it's an important event for the Catholic Church. I'm saying it's an important event for, the, for mankind and for the world in general. Our Lady of Fatima came 100 years ago on the 13th of May, uh, not to just talk to Catholics, but to mankind in general, and say it's time to turn away from sin, turn away from negativity, um, and start finding a new path. And she wasn't introducing anything new. She was just repeating the message that Jesus was talking about all along. And that is about peace, about world peace, about changing our hearts, about turning to prayer, about being better people so we can make the world a better place. And that's really essentially the, the, 
message of Fatima, and she emphasized the rosary. She asked over and over again to pray the rosary every day, and she highlighted the importance of the rosary. And if you look at the, uh, the, the political situation at the time of Europe, at the time, and of Portugal in particular, it was going a very specific way. And thanks to the messages of Fatima, and thanks to people like you and I, ordinary people, uh, ordinary people like Jacinta, Francisco, and Lucia, the three shepherd children who were uneducated, could not read and write, um, they were able to bring these powerful messages to the world, innocent little, ch- little children, which all listens to us. So the, the messages of Fatima are very powerful and important, and more relevant today than ever before. You know, in, the, in a world where there's so much uh, corruption and hatred and still wars in our, in our world, and still so many problems, so much just injustices between mankind, and the, her messages, and any of messages of peace and unity and understanding is more relevant than ever before. So there's, there's still fresh messages that are relevant for today's world. So these are, these are important messages, and those who are listening, who don't know what the Fatima messages are, I encourage you to join us. We have now been doing it for a few years now. We do a, a, a pilgrimage, as I said, and this year, exactly 100 years, uh, will be celebrated on the 13th of May. We meet at about Hospice 5 in the church, Malvern Parish, corner of Haldemais and Mullins Road in Malvern East, in Johannesburg, and we then take a walk with the Statue of Our Lady and, and, and uh, in a traditional way with candles and pray the various uh, mysteries of the Rosary um, uh, as we walk the four kilometers to the Schoenstatt Shrine where we end off with Mass. And um, uh, through the, over the many years, there have been many people of various faiths, including non-Christian faiths, who joined us. And they, they witnessed and how powerful these pilgrimages have and the impact it has on their lives. Just a simple walk, you would think, well, you know, it's just a walk and it would be a nice evening out and so forth. But they have a deeper, deeper, more meaningful experience to what these pilgrimages are about. And so that's what we want to use the opportunity of 100-year celebrations to encourage as many people as possible to come and join us. We want to make it record, record numbers as far as attendances are concerned. And we want people to come and join us and see what it's about. Those who cannot walk long distances are welcome to follow the, the pilgrims um, in their cars uh, behind the, the actual uh, pilgrimage, or they can go through to the shrine and wait for us when we arrive. Um, so, the, you know, these, these messages are um, more relevant than ever before um, because we, because Our Lady came not with a new message. It's really just a repetition of what Jesus has been telling us all, all along. And she appeared to three innocent, illiterate children whose job it was to look after sheep. How more humble and insignificant can you, could you possibly be? And that's exactly the message, exactly what Our Lady, she didn't choose influential people, she didn't choose educated, well-off, uh, you know, people who could, who could make big impacts uh, logically. She chose these young children who, in the end, did have an impact. And the exciting thing is, as um, you may know, um, the Holy Father will be in Fatima celebrating the 100th um, anniversary of the Fatima operations and will be officially announcing the canonization of the two, the, the, the two children, which are uh, siblings, Jacinta and Francisco, who were young. They weren't even 10 years old. You know, they were very, very young children um, who gave off this message that or repeated what Our Lady was telling them. Um, and uh, it's going to be very exciting for, for people in Fatima. But the point is that not all of us can be uh, or have the opportunity to be at Fatima at this 
time. And so we're trying to celebrate the same messages, the same exciting uh, stuff that's going on in fact, and we're trying to emulate and copy it a little bit in our communities. And that's what we're trying to do this year with our pilgrimage. Yeah, and of course, what I like about uh, the Malvern Parish, what you do with regards to this pilgrimage, is that right after the 13th of May, you continue with the series of prayer. You gather together and you have your rosary gathering, which I think is something very important that most of us seem to forget right after the 13th of May. Well, you know, uh, one, of the, one of the messages, you know, there are there only really a handful of messages that Our Lady gave to the world in Fatima. But one of the one of the messages she asked was to pray the rosary. She described it how powerful the rosary is. And it's the most powerful weapon, this is her description, the most powerful weapon against the devil. And I mean that tells you how really powerful the rosary is. And a lot of us, many Catholics, may have forgotten uh, what the rosary is about. They may have think think it's an old fashioned thing. They may think it's boring, whatever the case is. And I think those people probably really haven't experienced what it is to really meditate on the rosary. And so um, that's one of the things that she promoted and we, um, anybody involved in the Fatima movement of asking the world, please pray the rosary. Even if it's a small decade, even if it's a few Hail Marys, um, ideally you would build up to praying an entire set of rosary, an entire set of mysteries. And, but one of, the other, one of the other things that she did introduce in Fatima is that she introduced a novena and she asked that we pray for five consecutive Saturdays, first Saturdays of five months. Um, that we pray the rosary for world peace, for peace in our hearts, for unity um, uh, amongst men and so forth and women. So uh, that is what we do for a few years now. It's now the fourth year that we're going to be um, uh, uh, in June, starting for six months up to October. We'll be uh, on the first Saturday each month uh, in the church at uh, five o'clock in the afternoon. On the first Saturday each month, we will be praying the rosary. And those people, in, and I'm particularly inviting people who don't know the rosary, people who you know, have very little to do with the rosary, don't even know the rosary. Those are the people in particular that um, should come, don't need to know what the rosary is about, you don't even need to know how it works. Come and sit in and even just to listen um, and see what this rosary thing is all about. It's 5 o'clock and, uh, on the first Saturday of every month. And the great thing is you can just stay on because at 5.30 there's our normal 5.30 mass, which you can then just stay on for. Um, and, and so that, that we introduced a few years ago, because it was one of the novenas, it was the novena that Our Lady of Fatima introduced that we do for five consecutive Saturdays. And um, many people have witnessed about the pilgrimage and about the rosary itself, but how it has impacted in their lives. I and mean, all these things are very personal things. People have different experiences on how the rosary um, impacts you. And I can tell you that I, I can tell a difference in my life on a day that I don't complete the rosary or I don't pray the rosary. I can tell the difference. Uh, my day is incomplete. It says these things aren't going as, the way they should if I don't at least pray um, one set of mysteries of the rosary each day. So, you know, at, at each, you know each of us will find the power in the rosary, uh, but we need to be introduced to it and see what it's about and, and, and really understand it. So, um, so those are the invitations. You know, come to, to the pilgrimage um, on the 13th of May, or um, and in addition, come to the to the novenas, the five uh, Saturdays, and um, if, you know, and, and even you know, if you're not from Melbourne, come come and have a look, and maybe introduce it in your um, parish, which is something similar, which is something uh, different. You know, in other words, to spread the the, the Fatima messages, because as I said earlier, they are as relevant now as they were 100 years ago. 
we all we all need the only peace, whether it's in the world um, or in general in society, but in our hearts as well, um, and unity and love and all these all these wonderful things that are not new. As I said, Fatima didn't come. Uh, the messages of Fatima didn't come to you know, invent new things. It's all repetitions of what Jesus left for us. Ave, ave. Well, that brings me up to time. You've been listening to your Thursday's edition of Catholic View, a program produced and presented by Sheila Pitch for Radio Veritas. Remember that I'll be back again tomorrow at the same time. So thank you so much for listening. Until then, God bless you and ciao, ciao. I'm Sheila Pitch.